do you feel about technology? I mean, are you super excited and really into it? Or does it kind of give you the eebie-jeebies? Today, we're discussing the ups and downs of the latest tech trends in the real estate world and where we think things are headed. Tune in. You're listening to Real Estate Energized, where real estate meets real life. I'm Dill Ward. And I'm Nicholas Nascimento. And we are not just realtors. We're your guides to the world of real estate with a deeper twist. If you're thinking about moving sometime in the future, are already in motion with an upcoming move, or are a real estate professional who recognizes there's more depth to real estate than just a transaction, then join us on a journey as we unlock the real stories of personal growth that happens while buying and selling real estate. Each week, we'll bring you unique perspectives and profound life lessons we've seen through our clients and our own experiences. Let's get started. So Dill, what do you think of this house? Ugh, it's like a weird smell. <laughs> it just And the carpet, I mean, come on, like shampoo your carpet, please. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean, why do they have so many dog statues in uh, there? I, mm, no, Dill, mm, there's a ring camera. A what? So is this you? Have you found yourself in a scenario where you're in a house, you're talking about it, you realize that there's a camera within earshot of you, and and you just figure, oh, crap, what did I just say over the last 20 minutes? I know. Technology is literally everywhere. And I can't believe, I mean, especially with how many packages everybody gets now, everybody has a ring camera so they can track their packages. But in the real estate environment, it can be a real liability. Liabilities aside, the benefits are obvious. Like, it's great to know when things get there. It's great to know when when your partner's home. And, you know, it's great to know when there's, like, somebody lurking around your front door that you don't know and you wish you didn't know that they were there to begin with. Because, honestly, it's not great to know that there's people lurking around your house. But it's good to know if you're if you're concerned about that. I mean, I have had so many different conversations with agents over the past couple of years about situations where their clients were listening in to every visit to the house and then narrating play by play. First, they walked in. They didn't take their shoes off. Why didn't they take their shoes off? Then they were looking at my books on the bookshelf. Like They get so obsessed about what's happening during the showing. For all of its benefits, it can be a bit distracting from the benefits of you know, just getting people into the house and finding out what they think through the opinion, the filtered opinion of another real estate professional who's going to sugarcoat the best parts for you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, getting to the house, uh, let's talk a little bit about the evolution of all the apps and all the ways that we can, you know, look at 200 homes while lying in bed. And I really think that It's kind of cool because back in the day, you would take someone out to see some houses and in in an entire afternoon, maybe you could see seven or eight houses and then they would have like that amount of information to choose from. But now, before someone has even stepped a foot into a house, they have looked at hundreds of homes. And let's face it, when when you run out of homes to look at, you just start looking in other cities. You're like, oh, maybe uh, that 
completely across the country. I wonder what houses there are going for. <laughs> yeah, it's strange how uh, how quickly you can go from looking at like I mean where we're at in Portland to just like you know what maybe I want to live in Minneapolis instead, and and you just like. Sp- Spread out and everything in here and there and in between can become an opportunity for you to look at and you can get very detailed information about houses because technology is so advanced that you can actually walk around a house and I'm sure that soon enough we're going to have some VR headsets accommodating just doing tours of a house where you actually feel like you're walking through it. Yeah, I mean, right now it's kind of required. You know, people want to know what the floor plan is. During the pandemic, we sold so many homes while people were sitting on their couch somewhere else in the country. And I like to say realtors really became infotainers. You know, we had to be funny and we had to be informative and we had to tell them what it smelled like. And, you know, the ability to do virtual video calls became the technology got better. The internet bandwidth got better. All of these things have really evolved the knowledge and information that a buyer has coming into the market more than ever. They, they may have been looking online at properties for years before they ever actually stepped in one to consider buying. Yeah, and largely, like, it's not that it hasn't ever been impossible for people to visualize what houses look like from afar, but the new impact kind of gives, like, more detailed perspective on like you can actually go into the apps and you can measure like you can estimate how big a window is if you want to try and figure out what curtain you're going to hang there like i remember in the last house we bought we were sitting there like measuring out each room trying to figure out well how many square feet of wood floor are we going to have to get for this room and and it was wild like the amount of detailed information you can get from technology right now on a house you're going to buy can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Hannah if she ever listens to this. I'm so glad that she sprung for the 3D on the house that we bought because I'm pretty sure we logged a lot of hours analyzing every square inch, zooming in, looking at baseboards and looking at uh, electrical outlets and counting where the outlets were and just getting so obsessive because what else are you going to do in 30 days while you're waiting to buy your house? <laughs> it's true. But then there's some ways where where like technology can stump us. Like when you go into a house and it has a smart breaker board or a um, you know, the electrical panel is is got like blinking lights and, and it's got like, you know, Wi-Fi levels and you're like, hold on a second. Uh, this is the first time I've seen one of these. <laughs> okay, you're talking about our house again and I'm just going to put a, sh- you know, <laughs> throw a little shade. In our house, Nicholas has gone so crazy. Every single light switch is controllable by our phone. But the one problem is then you can't just switch the light switch on the wall because now you're messing up the, <laughs> the system <laughs> in the app. So like, it's great and it's super cool because I can turn lights on when I'm at my office, but at my house, I can be turning lights on and off. But it's kind of annoying when I'm in the house and I don't have my phone and I just want to like hit a button. Though as a seller, it's really beneficial when you're like thinking about, well, I, I've got somebody who's going to go and look at the house and it's going to be at least a day or two. I'm out of town, so it'll be a day or two till I'm back at my house. So what if they leave all the lights on? And if you have smart switches on your in your house, then you can just shut it all off from afar. <laughs> You can be in Hawaii and turning the lights off on your home. Warming it up. You can warm it up, yeah. Put on some music. Oh, yeah. 
you know. I mean, it, it, we are in a really interesting time in the evolution of technology because we've got some early adopter type folks who are just going all in on every smart home thing there is. At the same time, we still have a market for people who don't want any technology, who are like afraid of keyless entry. You know, they're like, this is not safe. And I've had clients where they're going to purchase and the seller is making such a big deal about the value of all the smart home stuff. And the buyer's like, yeah, I'm going to rip that out immediately. So it's an interesting time where the valuation of these upgrades, these smart home upgrades, how how different people perspective. In a lot of ways too, the, you know, you kind of have to have a mixture of like high tech and a little bit more of the, the medium tech. Like it's ideal to have ethernet cables around and it's idea, it's great to have, you know, lights that are on Wi-Fi controls and and to have your thermostat being controlled by some smart computer. But yeah, in the end, the user that you're going to appeal to is going to be the buyer if you're in a selling mood, you know, or your selling position. And, uh, and so you kind of have to keep that in mind. Another thing that I really think is cool, the evolution of there's an app for that, right? You're in a house and you're trying to figure something out. Uh, the fact that you can download the Sherman Williams app and see what the colors of the house would look like if it were green or gray or blue, or you can take room measurements from your phone, or my favorite one is so simple, like we're in the backyard and someone always says, which way are we facing as pull out my compass app and I'm figuring out, hey, this is south facing and and then you can switch to another app and I'll tell you how much daylight you'll get in your yard and I think uh, the ability to parse information to make decisions so quickly is its pretty cool. It is. One thing that does make it funny, though, is there's times where technology kind of maybe overperforms in a very bad way. Like sometimes there's some AI imagery for furniture that does not look like anything I've ever seen for furniture and does not look at all comfortable or for scale for the room that it's in. And it, it almost becomes laughable how far technology overstepped the boundary. But I think that knowing that there's that learning mechanism, like that learning aspect, and it's going to get better, is a little bit endearing and frightening at the same time. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about AI because it's definitely showing up in every single piece of software or app that you use now, it's like you log in and like, did you know you could do this with AI in this app? And it, it's really becoming integrated. I know a lot of people are starting to embrace using ChatGPT and some of the just basic interfaces, but I really predict in the future, we're going to all have our own personal AI trained bots that interact with our consumers, our consumers are going to have theirs that want to interact with their realtors and be able to put all the information that needs to be gained through that filter and through that system to hold and be able to create inquiry to whenever needed. Yeah, I think that there's some really interesting stuff that's going to be on the horizon regarding that. And I, I think that, you know, ultimately there's so much to be gained from a better learning system of how to anticipate what's next for us as people, you know, and and uh, to kind of stay ahead of our struggles that we're coming into. 
And for my real estate industry colleagues out there, we got to just, we just got to embrace it, you know, just allow it, learn, play. Technology can be so fun when it makes things more efficient. I'm really loving the AI searching tools that are starting to get more proficient where uh, someone can say, I'm looking for a three-bedroom house for a bedroom for my kid and an office. And you can like really interact with the data in a different, more emotional, tangible way. I think that's going to be a lot uh, more advanced as as we get better and we'll make it more user-friendly. But it would be cool to see AI scrubbing the, the public remarks on listings so that we can filter out all the things that say ADU potential. So you can actually just get actual duplexes and not some that are duplex potentially. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're listening out there in a market where there's always something that bugs you. You're trying to do a search and some anomaly just keeps thwarting your information when you come up on your search. Uh, I'm sure every market has its own, but... Here in Portland, what he's referring to is uh, whenever someone's looking for an additional dwelling unit, usually that means they want an additional dwelling unit. They don't want an additional dwelling unit potential, aka $100,000, $200,000 additional needed to make this property have that possibility. Or, you know, the the mucky basement that's unfinished that has the potential to be an ADU. Then there's also the other one that's, uh, that occurs, which is the one-story living, but it's still a two-story house. So, eh. <laughs> yeah, I think consumers have so many more abilities to really look at the listing and also easy to be overwhelmed. I mean, not all data is accurate. I mean, let's look at these algorithm uh, price valuations. They don't, they can't take in all the information that is more tangible, more human. Like, you know, does this house smell bad? You know, it's just <laughs> never going to be part of the valuation. I'm really looking forward to smell vision at some point. <laughs> you always say that, and then I say, no, you'll regret that. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but I think, like, the one thing that I've noticed that people come to the table very overwhelmed because a lot of times it will show the sales records and it will say, well, I don't understand. It was just sold like last year for this amount and this happened and that happened. And they're trying to make up all these stories in their head about whether or not this is like a scam or a good deal or this or that. And I'm like, hey, why don't you just focus on like, do you even like this house? Because if you don't, it really doesn't matter. You don't <laughs> need to know the story. <laughs> They came off the market, and, and I know for sure that there's something wrong with this house. And in all the end, in the end, it could just be that they got sick, and they're like, "We need to stay home and pull it off the market, and uh, we don't want to be interrupted." So we'll be back. But yeah, you can find out like later on that like your your fears can really get ahead of you if you have information that you don't actually have the motivations behind it. Yeah, or or you can't make sense of it, and now you're just locked up on that instead of moving on to the next thing. And I know that that happens. <laughs> it just it just happens to all of us, us included, even us professionals. You know what we're looking at. But back to the technology side, another thing I really love is apps that have allowed us to make digital showings, like be able to book appointments and stuff. I think it's made it super easy for sellers to have a little notification, hey, clean up and get out of there because someone's coming over. I think all these different tools have just have made the home and buying and selling process more efficient. 
Yeah, there are a lot of things that are somewhat filterable in that way. of You can just task it in a way of saying, hey, well, I need two hours of notice, so block out the next two hours of Windows until, you know, I'm available. And it's really cool. I definitely think that we're, we're headed towards some interesting uh, new developments, too. What would you say is the number one new fun gadgety tool thing that you, like, can't wait to get? Oh, um, I would say that it's got to be, I think that the the smart electrical panels seem like a really interesting new development um, because there's so much to be gained from like how much electricity we're using and where it's going to and which breaker systems. I get a little nerdy about electronics. That's just obviously the scenario. <laughs> I know. I love that there's, uh, this is something everyone should get in their home. I think we should get one too, by the way. We don't have one, but these like leak detectors, you can put them on your water lines, on your dishwasher, on your ice maker, because water damage is brutal when that happens. You know, if, if a pipe busts or something comes loose and now you're flooding your house. Yeah. And, you know, we all have been in a house where where you're like, wow, it smells really musky in here. And you sense that there's got to be something that's causing this muskiness. It's water somewhere. But like that, that worry about like, well, where would the water be? Like, you just can't ever figure it out. But like having something like that could just tell you, oh, hey, your toilet downstairs is like, is running or dripping and you got to fix that, you know? What do you think you're the most interested in uh, so far as like technology that you'd like to see, Dill? Um, I would like something to come and cook dinner and clean the house. <laughs> that would be perfect. What was that, Jetson's character? <laughs> yeah. I was just recently in a house uh, with someone, you know, the Samsung refrigerator that you knock on and you can look at it. And I just remember, because I'm more familiar with it now, I've seen it in a lot of homes. It's starting to kind of show up a lot. My client was like, "What? what is this? And I just like knock on it and then it all, the light comes on and you can see inside and they're just like, why? <laughs> 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 just like, because then you have to open the door to see what you have in your fridge. It's just stuff like that that I'm like, I don't know if this is actually helping humanity at large. Do you remember those infomercials or like, I, I guess they were just commercials that were like in 1950s. The kitchen of the future, and they show like Betsy, and she's got like her perfect apron and fluffy dress, and she's like, you know, got all these things, and then she's opening up where she dries her pasta or whatever, and she's got like, I feel like that there's some things that just seem like they're so gimmicky that they should be in a commercial, and when you knock on a window of a refrigerator and it turns on and shows you what's inside, it seems like it's such a fun novelty, but I do feel that there's there's better ways to use this technology. Yeah, well, there's a lot of curiosity when it comes to technology, including technology of the past. So that that always sends someone off into a quandary of like, what is this random weird plug thing, you know? And you have to say, oh, in 1960, they were uh, you know doing this thing this way, like old telephone lines. Yeah, I know. Some people get confused. Old telephone lines, and I'm like, oh, it's an antique. <laughs> There's a telephone line. You know, our children are going to come into a house, and there'll be like a telephone plug on the wall, and be like. What is that? That's where the telephone was hung on the wall. 
I really like the new TV that's frameless. That's like art. I think that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. I've seen cool. those in a few houses that people sometimes will put like a fire looking thing on. I think that's really cool. I saw some that were like windows. It felt like you were in a skyscraper and they had them like set up in like the spacing of a window. It was crazy. But yeah, I think that in every generation of technological advances, there's a wave of things that just become moot. One of the things I think that's kind of losing its luster is the hardwired audio equipment. Well, with like the advances of Sonos and like the, the surround sound that you can just set it up and all you have to do is plug it in. Feels like all those really extravagant audio build-outs are kind of less of a selling point for people than just having, you know, Ethernet cables or, you know, some of the other simple tech conversions. Yeah, it takes up a lot of space, too. I'm just thinking of the homes where I've seen these media consoles that, like, take up an entire closet to have a receiver and all these wire wires running everywhere that nobody knows. The next person never knows, by the way, how to use your system. So oh, no. leaving it behind isn't really that helpful. Yeah. No matter how much you spend on it, it's still going to have that learning curve that they will never, they may never be able to conquer. Another thing, since we were talking about receivers, you know those the radio, the the little like push to talk radio systems that were oh, in the like, intercoms, intercoms yeah. for every room. <laughs> I see those nowadays, and I'm like, that seemed so advanced at the time that it was designed. Mom, I need a sandwich. You know, like it's crazy. It's just you know something I am really grateful for though. Let's face it, you move into a house, there are appliances. Nobody has left the books. If the books even existed, they they got thrown away a long time ago. But now every single product manual is online. And in fact, having the books is kind of annoying. So I just tell people, hey, throw them away. Just Google it. Like the, the whole PDF <laughs> yeah. is online. And if you download the PDF for the manufacturer's brochure and everything, you can search it. So when it's blinking green twice, you can search in your blinking PDF. Blinking green. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Troubleshoot. Green. I, know. I love that. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, everything from your furnace to your refrigerator, your television, any of these things have like manuals that can give you some idea of like how to troubleshoot common problems. And everything's Googleable or searchable on the internet. Well, and I love that you can make a digital home book, right? We used to have a big binder full of all these things, but now you can just have all the PDFs. It's all there. Yeah, so I think things are looking really bright. I can't wait to see what the future holds. As we close the door on another incredible episode of Real Estate Energized, we want to express our heartfelt gratitude to you, our listeners. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate anywhere and need a great agent, or you are an inspired agent yourself, connect with us. We hope you found inspiration and insight in this episode. Remember, real estate is not just about walls and roofs. It's about the stories and dreams that fill those spaces. Stay tuned for more exciting stories and life lessons in the episodes to come. And if you have a unique real estate story or topic you'd like us to explore, reach out in the links below in the show notes. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep growing, and keep finding joy in the journey. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Energized.